Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for this episode, as always, is Josh. Ethan. And Tony. Oh. And we are back for our second episode of She-Hulk, uh, Superhuman Law. And it's something I, until I published, and I only published the first episode today, I've been so slack because I've not been at a computer for the last, I've only been in the, at the computer once, one week at the last three. So I've been really slack up posting any episodes. So we're recording this on the day that I released the first episode. It's <laughs> the last, it's the last TV series in phase four. Mm. And I've just realised that. Um, so this will be the last time we are talking about Phase 4 on Marvel TV. So as I say, it is She-Hulk Episode 2, Superhuman Law. Um, and we'll dive straight in because pretty much the episode does. Um, I, the one thing I have noticed is that Marvel have started releasing the previously on as like a next week's trailer. Yeah. So I'd already seen the previously on on YouTube. They'd released it a couple of days before exactly as it is at the beginning of the episode. And I think they've done the same again this week um, for episode three. Um, so we'll jump straight in because, yeah, as I say, the, the previously on is kind of being used as a, as a trailer. So I'm going to jump straight in. And I, I love the use of the courtroom uh, drawings mm. as a kind of comic book-like opening. I thought that was really clever. And it's been used in the, the end credits as well. Yeah. Um, which I've, I've really liked. I think that's really clever to tie it into it being kind of a courtroom drama. Not that we've seen that much courtroom drama yet. We had that one little <laughs> bit at the end, end of the episode, and the, again, there's none in this episode, <laughs> yeah. um, which is kind of interesting. Um, so she gets a name. Uh, again, someone else has given her the name. Um, she's not called herself She-Hulk and doesn't really like She-Hulk. Um, but sadly, it's it's sticking. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the fourth wall stuff in this is really subtle. I really like the fourth wall stuff in this. Mm. Yeah, I'm starting to warm to it. I originally was a bit like, mm, it's a bit uh, poorly. What like what's going on here? Mm. Like I, I understood it with Miss Marvel, like the odd little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, the difference not- this week as well. The Nobody else kind of picked up on it, unlike like Bruce did last week. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Clearly, clearly a powered individual, maybe kind of thing. Yeah, and and the the first time, she, it's not really even noticeable that she's doing it. It's only if you mm. listen to her, um, and then you've got that walk and talk section where she's kind of turning to the camera and talking. Um, yeah. So there's there's some differences to it as well throughout the episode as to how she portrays it as well. Um, yeah. which I quite like. Um, My gut get... is just they're using it as a, as a plot device. It's not yeah. really talking to anybody else particularly. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I thought this episode was really uncanny valley. I didn't think the CGI was anywhere near as good as the first episode. Mm. Um, no, I and didn't I want... pick up on it, you know. And I'm normally yeah. a stickler for CGI. The, the scene in the bar, the first scene, yeah, she's uh, she yeah, she back to looking like Princess Fiona again, um, which is really annoying. And let's hope this, this change um, that they're implementing with the, the FX teams um, will hopefully help this. Now, I've heard a bit about this. What actually is the change? 
well, they're not go. They're not outsourcing it. So right, anymore. so they're just they're just developing and expanding their own in-house team, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they don't have to put pressure on other people. It's all within. Um, things won't go missing. Um, in terms of communication, um, I think that's that's where it's all stemmed from. Um, and I imagine and, that's also to also to control leaks. Yeah, I would imagine so because there has been a lot of leaks during yeah. this phase, um, most definitely. Um, we get some Avengers slagging off yeah. uh, in, in the bar scene as well, um, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often, um, which I find strange <laughs> considering her cousins in the Avengers. Yeah, it's the second time they've addressed the finances of Avengers. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I thought the funniest moment in the episode was her change in metabolism. Oh, brilliant. When she goes from being She-Hulk to Jen again and she falls on the floor. I thought it was brilliant. A great comic timing as well from her. Um, mm. Really, really like that. Um, we get a change in title for the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> attorney for hire this time. Yeah. Um, not attorney at law. Um, it's been great. Some like. people done hero for hire instead. Well, maybe. Maybe we might get that later on. Yeah. Um, so, and I thought they... The, uh, the putting together of uh, interviews was really clever in the fact that she doesn't seem to change, but everything around her does. I thought yeah. that was really cleverly done. Yeah, and they got um, gradually worse as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could tell she was interviewing at worse companies yeah. as she went along. Uh, yeah, something it got we... darker. Yeah, yeah, and then there's one that's clearly in a basement <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> um, something that we've talked about between us, um, the, the newspaper articles, um, the, the introduction clearly of Wolverine. Mm. Um, I don't think there's mm. any doubt there that that's who that's meant to be, and it's as clear as day. It's not just a quick nod. It sits on that screen for, for quite a while um, before they t- come away from it. So it does mention... Admit, though, you do have to be looking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you I wouldn't be looking for it. But the other bit of the screen, the main bit, but it does sit there for a long time. But having just watched it, I've literally watched it. I finished watching about half an hour ago because I'd forgotten to rewatch. Um, when you look at it, it is as clear as day on that screen. Um, so it does mention a uh, a barroom brawl involving a man with claws. Um, and also underneath the one that's been Tony's bugbear since the film came out, we finally get an Eternals mention. And it's still my bugbear because it's so lazy. It's so yeah. throwaway. Uh, as they talk about the giant statue in the middle of the sea. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm clearly never going to get my scene of a plane flying past it, am I? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but it, it, it asks a bigger question that I, that I actually posted on, on a Facebook page earlier today. That, um, they seems to be this reluctance to give us a time in show of these yeah, shows yeah. when they're really set. And I don't yeah. understand why, other than they're edging their bets for some reason. Yeah, and the rumour is that this is set before Miss Marvel. It is. Yeah. If you go on the timeline order on Disney Plus, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so it's clearly at the back, as we'll see later on, on the back end of Shang-Chi. But yeah. it just seems to be this sort of zipping and forward and backwards across the Marvel timeline. 
and, and yeah. it just kind of feels like they're shoehorning them in a little bit. Yeah, and you do want you have to say there's a possibility that this has been affected still by COVID, that mm, things have yeah. been moved around. We know in the last year, at least two films have been switched around. Yeah. That are in the wrong order than they should have been. Um yeah. so it's it's not a surprise that they're they're in the wrong order, but maybe you just delay it. Is it that desperate that you have to release them now? Um, I, I think it's really just rankling with me a bit because we were told, because with it all coming in-house, it was going to be easier to deal with things like that in scene yeah. with characters than having it just on a throwaway in the background. Like, that is a potentially, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then something that was brought up in episode one, um, we get a family dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't Bruce get isn't there. <laughs> no, uh, Bruce isn't there for a start. Um, yeah. And then we get a, an introduction to our, our mum and dad. I'm guessing another one of our uncles. I'm assuming. It, surely that's not meant to be Bruce's dad, is it? No, he's far <laughs> too hippie. No, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the other guy. The, the guy with the moustache, the bald yeah, guy yeah. that's got a young young girlfriend with him. Yeah, I think it must be Bruce's dad because it's, it's, it's the two sides of that family, isn't it? Like... Yeah, well, that's what I thought, but that can't be. Surely that can't be Bruce's dad. Right, it's got to be another uncle, surely. No, I reckon Bruce's parents are dead. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the brother is funny. I like the brother. Uh, Ted is quite funny. Um, and he, he pops up again later on in the, the end credit scene. Um, we get a name check for Clint, mm-hmm. which was funny as well. Um, and that this is what's been missing is these tie-ins, which is what I'm quite liking about She-Hulk, is the characters in the world are getting mentioned. Mm. Um, we've had, obviously, Captain America in the first one. We've had Avengers in this. We've had Clint. I'm quite liking that. Um, it's what we've we've moaned about is that there's not been any direct connection um, in a lot of them. Um, at least this has got a slight connection um, to the overall big picture. We didn't pick up on um, on Jennifer's um, lock screen on her phone. Either. No, and do you know what? I missed it this time, which is why I've not got it written down. I saw <laughs> it the first time I watched it, and this time I didn't. I got to the end and I was like, "Where's the lock screen? When did that happen?" I've missed it. It's on the main bit with the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cap's ass. Um, <laughs> yes. So not really a surprise. Um, we get a mention of the, the Harlem fight from the Incredible Hulk, mm. um, where a dad says that he she didn't smash up a whole city. Um, Do you know what Bruce I did? It's when he says, I was a completely different man back then. Yes, yeah, I've yes, got that written, written down for later on. Yeah, yeah he says he's a completely different person, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. which I thought was was funny. Um, one thing I have noticed, and I don't, don't know whether you boys have noticed it, but she's always lit in grain, especially in the bar scene when he comes to give her the job. There's mm-hmm. literally a green light on her mm. for the whole Did scene. Did you spot what was playing on the telly in that scene when they get her the job? No. Ali McBeal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's a... 
that's another multiverse thing because RDJ was in that. Yeah. Damn. So <laughs> that's weird. Um, something me and Tony will feel about this. It feels like the final season of Angel when she's mm-hmm. ended up fighting from the, the inside with the villains. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I quite like. Um, I think that that's going to work well. Um, something for comic book TV fans. Uh, we get the first appearance of Joss Segarra. Um, people who obviously know him as Prometheus and Arrow. Yeah. Um, so he's, I knew he was in the cast, um, but that was our first, first sighting of him in this episode. Um, I don't know whether you boys noticed when she goes to see um, Abomination, um, it says the Department of Damage Control as she enters. Yes. Yeah. So um, is, is she going to the raft to see Abomination, or is it just like this mad no, security prison? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, the, because of course the raft got blown up, didn't it, in Agents of Shield? No, it's, it's the West so Coast version. Yeah, so I don't know whether it still exists. But also, um, Agents of Shield is up for debate, canon wise. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. There's the one in Civil War that everyone assumes is the raft. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's also a Pixar Easter egg as she enters. Uh, it says A113 on the wall. So, yeah, I did see that. Now you mentioned it. Which yeah, is that, which yeah. is uh, the the room at the uh, uh, California Arts. I can't remember the full name, but it's the it's the room number where um, John Lasseter studied, um, uh, which is in all the Pixar films, and when uh, it pops up here, so I wonder whether some Pixar guys worked on on this episode. Um, I loved the Silence of the Lambs joke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Um, and then, then we get Tim Roth. He goes from menacing Tim Roth to hilarious Tim Roth with a, the flip of a coin. And it's a shame because we've never seen him do enough comedy for me in his career. No, no, and I think we'll get a bit more in this. And I love mm. the fact that they explained why he hasn't got a Russian accent. Mm. Finally. Yeah. Because yeah. it's ridiculous. They don't, they don't say he's Russian in any way, shape, or form in the film. Yeah, but he's got a Russian name. In... Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. he's got this British accent, but now they, well, they've on... finally explained that. Army, wasn't he, or something? In yeah. The film? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I suppose we better touch on our last sight of Bruce. Mm. Um, that was mental. The, the tiny phone is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he has to hold it between his thumb and his finger to hold yeah. it up. <laughs> it's great. Um, then, of course, we get the, the completely different person joke. Um, and yet, yeah, I have to say, I'm gutted that's the last we're going to see of that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the fact that they've sent him off this early into the, the season is, is really kind of disappointing. Um, so, and yeah, and then off he goes um, to be seen probably in World War Hulk, I would imagine. Seems like, doesn't it? Um, I can see that getting announced at D23. Yeah. yeah. The, the rumour is that the, the rights revert back very soon. Doing that in a couple of places that they, that they go back next year, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so it might not be D23. We may have to wait until next year. Um, 
depending on what the rules are. Certainly tie in with a potential movie being a couple of years away, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then we get the the final bit. She takes the job, and my final note was, "Oh dear, Wong is in trouble." <laughs> um, because was, we know it's his fault. Yeah, I was just looking on again. We're talking back to the timeline for a minute. A lot of people just don't get things, and and people say, "Oh, look, it's set right in the middle of Shang-Chi. No, it's not necessarily. It's probably just after. Yeah. Because it's footage that's escaped. That's yeah. not like live footage. It's something was there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's clear. Because in Shang-Chi, we see him go back. Yeah. Whereas this seems like they're going to, Wong's going to appear and try and talk them through it. Yeah. Um, this is at least a few days later. It suddenly found its way online somehow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And my final note was, I found the end credit scene a bit cheap. I know we've we've said oh, a lot of episodes should have end credit scenes. This feels like they've gone too far and just thought we need an end credit scene. We'll just mm. throw in some cheap... In fairness, though, they did say before it came out, they are all going to have end credit scenes, but then... Um, Pretty much none of them are going to have anything to do with moving the plot forward. Yeah, it just it just seemed this one was a bit cheap. It was a, a bit of fun at her expense. But it's literally more than anything. Thing, I think. Yeah, um, but even so, they could have just thrown that in at the in the episode when she was there. Yeah, it's kind of like they've got the deleted scenes for all nine episodes and gone. Which is the best ones? Which are the funniest yeah. ones? Can we chuck chuck them into like a thirty second clip? Yeah, mm. definitely. It just it, for me, I, I, I didn't need it. It didn't need to be there. Mm. But, but yeah, again, a, a solid episode. It, I definitely didn't find it as funny this week. I didn't think there was as much comedy. The the relationship between Bruce and Jen in the first episode, I think, was was the big thing of that, and really made it fun. Whereas this one was a little bit more serious for the most mm. part. Um, and it, it, it felt like the old episode one that I suspect it was. Yeah. Jumping her straight into the legal element. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely felt like more like an introduction episode mm. um, rather than a building character episode, which the first one was. Yeah. Um, which I totally understand. The, the building character, I think, works better as an opening episode. I still think I would have found this one more boring and not as it wouldn't have got me into the series as much. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I'm assuming they, they would have served better as a, as a double dropped open. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, I, that was going to be my, that was going to be one of my final thoughts. Like, they should have dropped both yeah. of these purely because you want to spend the first time with this character building them up and then, and then go straight into the story. So if they'd have double dropped first two episodes, I think people would have been like, okay, I know this character now for getting into the plot for next week. Yeah, and it, actually that was something that I, I had a chat with with Nick over on um, that Disneyland Paris podcast the other day. We were talking about the, the Avengers campus and how they, they haven't been using She-Hulk in the parks, which is an obvious one. And we, we talked over that, that Marvel seemed to be a little bit scared of dropping more than one episode at a time. Compared yeah. to Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm seemed very happy 
to put more than one episode out at a time. Um, whereas Marvel seems to be holding back on doing that. Yeah, because um, I'm not quite sure why. Had a double opener, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. And um, Andor's getting three. Oh wow! On its opening day, so bit of a strange okay. one. I don't know why Marvel won't do that. Still don't know why that show's getting made. <laughs> we'll say it's getting two seasons. It's not just one. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> But there we go. So, yeah, that is Superhuman Law. Thank you, boys, for joining me as always. All right. We'll be back with another episode, uh, reviewing episode three next week. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And remember to go follow us on our social medias, uh, BPB Podcast Productions, and go and give us a, a review on your podcast app of choice, as that helps us massively. And yeah, we'll be back next week with episode three of She-Hulk.